0: Hello, I'm Alberto Salvato. Welcome to Crime Time, a Virginia criminal law podcast. I'm here with Anna Dvorak, Anthony Norse, and Ann Thayer. Enjoy the show.
1: So here it is, legal disclaimer, because we are lawyers and we've got to write one. So if you are listening to this podcast, Thank you. We sincerely hope you are listening to this podcast for its entertainment value and not with the intention of acquiring legal advice for any individual case or situation. I mean, come on, you wouldn't take advice from someone you have never met or spoken to directly, right? If you were bleeding profusely, you wouldn't listen to a podcast in hopes of a bandage somehow materializing over the internet and onto your 3D printer. Seeking actual legal advice can be just as important as a tourniquet. The hosts of this podcast are in no way intending to create an attorney client relationship with any listener. Sorry, we are sure you all are great people, but we cannot stress enough how little we know of you and your case, and rather than risk an awkward moment, let us just remember we have never met. Nothing on this platform should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. We are just a group of friends with differing opinions and viewpoints, which we will try to explore through discussions of current events, law changes, and whatever else floats our fancy. In this episode, Drive Like Your License Depends On It, we talk about the many ways you can drive poorly to lose your license. And we also talk about the other ways that have nothing to do with driving that cause your license to be suspended. We have a few personal stories of people who've come close to losing their license. For instance, myself, I've recklessly driven, perhaps, or at least allegedly done so. And I had to get the case reduced to a speeding. So I wouldn't lose my license for six months. Is anybody else here, have, ever, have you ever been in peril of losing your license?
0: Well, yes, I must say that another way of losing your license has nothing to do with bad behavior or reckless or possibly negligent driving. It has to do with a medical issue. And in Virginia, as well as Maryland, where I live, if you have a seizure or any other medical situation, you could be banned from driving for a period of time. In Maryland, it's 90 days. And in Virginia, it's six months.
1: In Virginia, too, we talk about the different charges we've talked about in the past, reckless driving, DUI, where you automatically get license suspensions, hit and run, eluding. But there are other ways of losing your license where you just rack up a bunch of points violations. So while we no longer suspend licenses for not paying our court costs, we have clients often who don't get lawyers, rack up a bunch of speeding tickets And all of a sudden are in what we call DMV probation. And Tony, you've been in DMV probation before, right? So please tell us what that's like.
2: I have not actually been in DMV probation. My (laughs) clients, however, have often been in it. It's the rapid point accumulation. If you get 12 points in 12 months or... 18 points in 24 months in Virginia, you go on to DMV probation. Once you're on probation, if you get another moving violation, depending on what the violation is, the DMV can then suspend your driver's license. Tony,
1: DMV probation. So what is that all about? Like what happens to your license if you screw that up?
2: So if you're on DMV probation and you get another moving violation, depending on the type of violation, the DMV is going to suspend your license. So if you pick up a new three-point violation, it's going to be a 45-day suspension. If you pick up a new four-point violation or convicted of that, it's a 60-day violation. And conviction for a six-point violation in Virginia will be a 90-day suspension if you're on DMV probation.
1: How long is that suspension for?
2: again it depends on what the new moving violation is i believe it's either 30 45 days or 60 days
1: and one of the tough things of living in the dmv i think all of us would agree is when you can't drive it is really hard to either do your job or get anywhere in the time that you have to do anything
0: look there is so much that you lose it's a it's a matter of freedom and this is from personal experience now cuz i'm in the middle of a period of time where i'm not supposed to be driving and it's given me a new viewpoint on the importance of having a valid driver's license, because you really, I I feel like I don't have any legs. I feel like I can't, go anywhere. I feel like I'm imprisoned in my own home because I live out in Maryland and I practice out in Virginia. I'm unable to get to Virginia when I want to. I can't leave the house. I have to rely on other people to take me to and from. Uber is not the most reliable, nor uh, during the time of COVID do I feel comfortable going into somebody else's car and actually getting in there. So it's, it's I, I really now, and it's something I never did before because I didn't experience it, but now I understand how precious a license is and how difficult it is for any of my clients or any defendant in Virginia or anywhere to lose that license. When you drive in any state, you really should care for that license. Like your life depends on it because it is life altering. If you lose it, you have to take care of that like a child.
3: Well, and it's different for juveniles too, because we're talking about adult stuff, but if you're under the age of 18, The courts treat you, or not the courts, DMV treats you a little bit differently. And if you get your first moving violation that gets reported to DMV, the first time that you get it, they usually have you take the driving course. And if you don't do that satisfactory or or to their satisfaction, then you're going to lose your license for 90 days. If you get another one violation during that time, they're going to take it for 90 days. And then if you commit another one, they can take it until you reach the age of 18 or they can revoke your license for a year. So it's gonna be whichever one is longer. And so for juveniles, the impact to you being able to drive is even worse, except for maybe what your parents might do to you, than what they have to do for an adult. So you guys have to remember when you're out there driving that if you're gonna be out committing violations, there's penalties you're not even thinking of after you leave the courthouse.
0: One thing I was shocked about, and this is uh, one of my sons is, is actually in the middle of, but uh, we just got his learner's permit. And again, I live in Maryland. Things are a little bit different there, but he had to wait until it was 15 and nine months to get that learner's permit. Now he has to have it for, wow, when I was a kid, it's not, he actually has to have a learner's permit for nine months and, and have about 60 hours of driving experience with a parent than professional driving school. Frankly, I don't think it's enough. <laughs> I mean, You have to really be educated to be on the road. And when you're teaching a youngster how to drive, or even an adult, I imagine, uh, you realize how little people know about the rules of the road. So it's very easy to make a mistake. But I kind of wish that the Rules and laws of getting a license were a little bit more complicated because sometimes I just don't feel safe when I see other people making these maneuvers. And and you notice them a lot more when you're sitting in a car trying to teach a, your son how to drive. You you point out other people making mistakes or not turning their using their signal and driving fast. And, and it's it's pretty interesting to me.
1: Yeah, when First, our school we did behind the wheel and we had my t- behind the wheel teachers. We didn't have a professional school. You actually the school provided it. And we had you know I don't know if you guys saw that. Amazing movie! Remember the Titans. Well, Coach Boone and Coach Yost were my drivers' ed teachers. That's cool. Um, And basically, told us the same golfing stories every day. And then, you know, in the drivers' ed car, you had like the extra brake on the other side. I almost never got out of the parking lot. Coach Boone was like riding that brake. I was like, "Can I just try to practice some of this?" And they're like, "Nope, can't leave." (laughs) It was (laughs) it was a little a little concerning, but. You know, it, it is, but I could imagine now being a parent and having a an, you know, not yet a driver, but he's 13 year old thinking, oh my gosh, I want that break in my car because I am frightened to death about teaching. So because you see, all, as you said, everything on the road, but you also see your kid is also not conversant with the car. So they're like, well, there's the blinker and they look down, right? And they're looking at things and not at the road while they're doing things. And that has to be extraordinarily frightening.
0: Well, I was super lucky. My father was actually an easy method driving school instructor while he was putting himself through law school. So when he taught me how to drive, he actually was trained and spent a lot of time with me. And I may or may not have started driving when I was 10, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there, Damascus is a different area. It's really rural out there. You can get away with a lot, but uh, back then, not not anymore. Not anymore. Can't sweep anything away. That's a really inside joke. But when I actually met with my professional driver, he gets me in the car, he's in the passenger seat and it was this really big guy. We drive down the road and he says, Oh, you're doing all right. You've been out driving with your pappy. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, all right, wake me up in three hours when you're done. <laughs> and he fell asleep while I drove for three hours. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's how it was back then. But now I, you see driving schools are like popping up everywhere. They're taking these kids out. They have these stickers out that say, Drive a student in, in, inside, and you better get away from those cars.
1: <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> They're always driving 30 miles per hour in the left lane. Oh, worst. That's pretty intense. And you know what's messed up? What's not messed up, but DMV probation, I don't think you can, if you get your license suspended, can you get it restricted through the DMV or because the courts can't give one in DMV probation.
2: My understanding is that for the first suspension from DMV, you're eligible to get the restricted license from DMV. However, if you were then subsequently suspended through DMV for a second or subsequent suspension, you're hard suspended. You don't get a restricted license at that point.
0: Yeah. Anne brought up a good point once about, you know, Only whatever, yeah you know, well, well in this, in this episode, uh, more than once, but she brought up a good point about what parents do as far as punishment might be, well, it's not going to be as bad as court as far as, you know, fines and things like that. Um, I think
3: it's been bad. I've had parents take the car, the keys, the license for way longer than the court or DMV would have taken it. Like they've made them get jobs to pay for it. They've taken them away from their activities and they've grounded them. I mean, that's there's a. I think sometimes your parents are way worse than what the court does. But I think sometimes when the parents punish you worse, it helps you out when you go exactly. to court, which, think, yeah, which can help judges, you out with DMV. And, and that's
2: what I was, really appreciate that. Yeah,
0: and that's where I was heading. It's like you know, parents. If your kid does something stupid, it gets a a ticket and you know, just don't slap them on the, you know, you do something, make sure that they understand that there's consequences to driving and they could be much worse than what happens in the court, because if they didn't get in an accident, they could the next time. So the judge will take into consideration whatever actions you took as a parent to discipline your child if they were doing something well, most judges
1: will do that. Well, I would say what's also cool about juvenile court is even if you don't have a lawyer, which obviously we would all say here, you should get a lawyer. And I've represented a lot of juveniles in juvenile traffic court. But even if you don't, the judges have a lot of discretion there. And if your parents are out there being like, no, judge, these are the things that we've done, you know, it would be nice for him to can maintain their license so that they can drive little brother, little sister, whatever else, you know, that they need to do. But... What the courts often can do is do what we call a suspended imposition of sentence so that if they can let the kid do driving school and some community service, if they complete that, then they can drop the charge and it never gets reported to the DMV and you don't have a suspension. And so, you know, parents, you know, we're giving, you're t- we're telling you right now, punish those children. But, you know, I, I think the courts see in the family unit that this is taken seriously, that the license is important that traffic court is a big deal, then they're much more likely to, to go towards that option.
3: Absolutely. And we have to look, we're talking about juveniles. We got to look at the other end of the spectrum too. If you're you know, 75 years or older in Virginia, you start having to go to DMV and they've got to evaluate you. Your eyesight has to be 2040 to drive. So let's say you can't see out of one eye or one eye is basically blind. The other eye has to at least be 2040. And if your vision isn't to that standard, they can't give you a driver's license. And they also have some classes, I think, for people that are over the age of 75 to help deal with like your reaction time, things like that, so that you're learning to adjust as you're getting a little bit older, you know, your body and mind and things just naturally sometimes deteriorate a little bit. And you got to learn to adjust your driving habits to that. So you can also lose your license with age as well. I know I had a client once I couldn't understand what she had done in her driving. So I went to meet her and I got in the car with her and we went to drive the route. And I think she almost killed me like five or six times just (laughs) in the mile that we were on. And we got to court and I was telling the officer and he's like, you got in the car with her? And he was like, and I said, I couldn't understand what she was telling me. And it turns out her son, there's ways that you can report family members and things and then they can lose their license. So they'll get a notification to come into DMV as well. So while we're talking about people, just in general and juveniles, we also have to talk about once you get a little bit older, DMV has some control over that license, which brings us back to what Alberto was talking about before. And it's a freedom thing and being able to get out and about and get places and not be stuck at home. And it's something that people take a lot of pride in, especially when you're older and it's, you know, it's something you don't want to lose.
0: Well, just uh, anybody can actually report someone they feel has medical issue to the DMV. And the DMV can they have the authority to ask that person to get seen by a doctor and provide some medical reports. Now the law also protects, I believe, and I have to look this up and I'm I'm gonna see if I find it while I'm um, talking, but I believe it protects the reporter if it's a direct family member. So I think
3: it I think it does.
0: Right. So that makes sense because you don't want to be the one who put poor old poor old dad took him out of the, the driver's seat of his. Cadillac, because that might be devastating. Because I understand, I really understand driving is so important to people who drive. And when you go from 30,000 miles a year in a car to zero in 90 days, it affects you and it affects you psychologically, it affects you physically. It is, you can lose your mind because it's just out of your control. And especially if it's out of your control. But if you do something that warrants a suspension, that's completely preventable. So that's, I think the purpose of what I'd like to say today is don't put yourself in, your, in a position where you're going to lose that license. Protect it. A medical concern is a medical issue. You can't control it. But if you can slow down, slow down. I know I'm talking myself out of business, but don't put yourself in, don't don't give well, other people the authority to get that.
3: point is, the more that you get into trouble when the officers are out, they're on the roads and they're running tickets, you're not going to get a break and they're not going to let you go. when they see you have a long history of things. And so the more tickets you get, the more problems financially, jail time, the loss of license, all of the insurance, all of those things start piling up on you. And you got to be a little bit smarter when you're out on the road and you have a bad record because you don't get those breaks anymore.
1: But Anne brought up a really good point. Go
2: ahead, Tony. Sorry. I was just going to say something Anne just said, speaking of insurance, is lack of having insurance is another reason why the DMV can suspend your license. If you don't have insurance on in the car, or if you knowingly operate a vehicle that doesn't have insurance uh, and the DMV finds out they can suspend your license for that and make you pay the uninsured motorist fee before you can get your license back.
1: And a lot of the reasons you lose your insurance is because you've been driving like an idiot. So right. it's, and you know, or you got a DUI or you got something else and it's really frustrating. It's really hard. And Again, like we want to talk ourselves out of business here to the extent that it's like, hey, we know there are people who are always going to make mistakes, but to the extent that you can slow down, the extent that you can protect yourself and your family, I mean, this is a great time to say freedom isn't free. So being an adult means taking responsibility. You're in a car that, you know, cars are really dangerous if you don't handle them appropriately. But they're also the most important thing living in the DMV that most jobs around here, people move around all the time. They live in the suburbs, the people from Maryland commute to Virginia, people from DC commute, you know, all over the place to Maryland. And if you don't have that vehicle, it's just way too expensive to get from A to B. And it's just something that you just need to be mindful of to protect. It's
0: impossible to get from A to B on any like schedule, that's for sure. The public transportation system around here is terrible. And the DMV, remember when I used to call that the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia? Remember you guys. I
1: know we're like (laughs) (laughs) Delaware. I think he used to
3: call it Delaware. (laughs) Uh, He did it like
1: a couple months ago before the tumor came out. I'm like, what is Delaware involved? None of us work up there.
3: I was like DMV,
0: what the hell is a D stand? I mean don't like them anywhere
1: the tumor is really dumb. It I'm was, glad it's it out was, of your brain. It was
0: dumb. I tell you, now it's it's out, it's gone, and and uh
3: Speaking of other states, one the one thing that we should probably mention is when if you have issues in Virginia and you can't get licensed and you try to go to another state due to the interstate compact, you're most likely not going to be able to get licensed in that state to you fix whatever the issues are in Virginia or whatever the states are that you have a problem in. So don't think you can just pile up some things here in Virginia, be suspended, and then go somewhere else and get a license. It may happen if this if a state allows it, but most states are not going to let you do that if there's a hold on your license. In, in in
0: another state. And, and not only that, don't go out of the state of Virginia if you have a, a Virginia license and pick up charges because those points will show up on your record here in Virginia and that can cause a suspension. And if you get suspended in another state and you're a Virginia licensed driver, Virginia will honor that suspension. It may not be the same in every state, like say if you're a Maryland driver and you get a DWI or a reckless driving here in, in Virginia with a license suspension, it may not have the same ramifications in your, license, your home license state, if that makes any sense. But uh, it's just be be wary of that because it's something you have to check out.
1: But yeah, losing your license is so expensive and it's extraordinarily inconvenient. When, you, when I was a public defender, when I started out, I had clients who would come late for traffic court. And at first I was like, why are they late? And then you it immediately realize- well, if the person is actually taking public transportation from Route One to Fairfax City, which is where the courthouse is, they are taking one bus up to Alexandria from Lower Alexandria. Then they're getting on a different bus and coming all the way over to Fairfax. I mean, it takes two hours on a bus. So if you didn't leave, if you miss the six twenty or whatever, you're going to be late. And
3: it is or if the bus where you could be on time and the bus could be late.
1: Absolutely, and or you know the train, you miss your transfer and. You're at the mercy, and and nothing wrong with public transportation, but when you realize it can take two hours to go 15 miles in this county, if you don't have a vehicle, your license, you should really, really try to keep your license. Or you rely
3: on someone... Oh, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I was going to say, or you rely on someone that says they'll take you, and then the morning of court, they don't feel like it, or they forget, or all of a sudden, you don't have that ride, and you don't don't have time to take it. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. look, I, I grew up in, well, I didn't grow up, but I was born in New York, lived there for the first five years of my life. And my mom,
1: she didn't And you were driving license. then, weren't you?
0: Well, I was stealing cars then, but it was, but <laughs> it was, uh, my mom didn't have a license because we were able to go anywhere we wanted to on the subway. And it's just not like that around here. So things are different, but another, and we should have brought this up on one of our other other episodes about 2021 and review a huge thing that happened in virginia was undocumented people were able to get a license or a driving privilege and that to me was huge and because i had many clients who i would say to them it's like you just can't drive you don't have a license and they would just come back and say well i need to work and i understand that so much more now of course i understood it before but i mean without a license how can you work how can you get To and from, and actually control your life. It's
1: and by the way, like the police all know that everyone driving the exact speed limit on Route One, all of you all don't have licenses. (laughs) Like (laughs) they know. Like it's sometimes when you're driving down Route One to go to the Home Depot or the Lowe's, and you're like, why is there like a wall of vehicles going exactly the speed limit? (laughs) It's just everyone doesn't have a license. It's kind of ridiculous.
0: I have a license and I drive at the speed limit. No you do not. I do. I do. I've I've only gotten one ticket in my entire life.
1: I'm not I you drive at a at a speed. I'll say that. It's a speed limit not a suggestion. On your speedometer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I look, I get my my wife makes fun of me, my in-laws make fun of me cuz I drive 55 double nickel. I don't go over the speed limit. I'm just a very slow driver.
1: that I'm I'm going to just call a BS on that. This is a PG <laughs> podcast so BS.
0: Have you seen my truck? My truck wastes a lot of gas if I exceed the speed limit. <laughs>
1: I've seen it. you drive. I've driven with you. I've even dined and dash with you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for paying for lunch, by the way. Oh, that's right.
0: I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, how should we wrap up the episode?
0: Just protect your license, please. Uh, coming from experience, you do not want to lose it. It is so important it is so important
2: and i will also say if you're stopped by the police you don't have to admit that you know you're suspended because that's one of the elements of driving on suspended so you should not supply that element remember you don't have to talk to the police don't lie to the police, but you don't have to talk to them. So you don't have to admit if you know you're suspended. Shut the front
3: door. It's really I, hard just, to take it seriously. I would just tell people something that the judges often tell people. It's a privilege, not a right. And once you get it, it's up to you whether you keep it. Basically, nobody else is going to take it from you unless you're giving them a reason to, unless it's a medical issue. And like Alberto, and it's been mentioned, that's nothing that you have control over. You have to wait till you're cleared. But when it comes to the driving behaviors, you do have the choice on whether you want to lose it or not because no one wants to take it from you and you're giving them the ability to do that if you're not going to pay attention and be safer out on the roads for yourself and everybody
1: else in conclusion don't drive like a jackass and don't get a brain tumor those are the two things <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> so messed up <laughs> two sure ways to lose your license
2: thanks for joining us on crime time please join us again for our next episode